0: hey josh
1: hey nate how you doing this week
0: i'm doing pretty good um yeah my baby daughter is sleeping soundly Uh, everyone is happy for that in our house and uh work is just kind of cruising along right now so life is pretty good how how about you
1: yeah uh things are cruising kids are back in school Uh, i feel like it's been a couple weeks and yeah, I think, uh, what did I say to someone? All the all the people are in the right places. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, transcends both the business level and a home level for me at this point in time. But yeah, yeah things are good.
0: Yeah, for sure. Kids back in school makes a big difference on uh, home life, hey?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, I wanted to kind of pick up where we were leaving off. You're doing, you know, we're talking about fishing for ideas and some different tunnels you've been kind of digging yourself on. And I wanted to talk about a a few things in that area. One, you mentioned your wife sort of had a, uh, an epiphany with you. What was that one?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) um, I don't know. I've been feeling kind of, kind of grumpy and a little bit down the last little while. And uh, you know, so my wife picks up on these things and says, Hey, you know, um, you don't seem so happy. And I'm like, yeah, no, no kidding. You know, and (laughs) I'm not as in touch with my emotions as she is. Um, and, uh, she said to me, she says, Hey, you know, like this, this seems to happen when you don't have a project to work on. And, uh, I was like, yeah, you're right. And that's weird. Like how, how is that correlated? Like, the fact that I don't have a side project, I have plenty of consulting work, plenty of fulfilling things to do, but um, yeah, even just searching too, like that didn't really seem to, to cut the mustard. Like I need something to sink my teeth into. Otherwise it seems like, uh, yeah, it gets me down somehow. I don't know what's, uh, what's going on there. Have you ever felt that?
1: Uh, yeah, I've definitely felt that. Um, I do think it's more of when I am just, yeah, when I'm doing something I enjoy and I'm excited about, like mm. my mood is definitely mm. elevated, um, which is usually pretty easy. Cause I think I'm interested and curious and excited about lots of different things. Um, mm. Yeah. So, so yeah, but there's definitely times where I am trudging through the mud on things and knowing it's what I have to do. Uh, and that's probably the times that I'm not in my best best moods so to speak yeah
0: yeah it's it's very interesting and then like i found i could do if i did a little bit of coding if i did like you know 20 20 minutes of coding or 20 minutes of something interesting uh you know maybe research kind of sort of thing um on a project that that uh, that seemed to really help um kind of get things going and i wonder if it's just like seeing a challenge in something or um yeah. Having something difficult to work at or something like that. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, you mentioned one thing when you said you have plenty of fulfilling things to do. So mm. what did you mean by that one? That one kind of puzzled me in that initial mm. statement. Cause when I think of fulfilling, I think of like, like, like some of the things we've described. Interesting to me. Uh, there's, there's things to figure out, there's things to build, so you mentioned fulfilling. You said you have plenty of the work work to do, and it's mm-hmm. fulfilling. But was that a? Did you actually mean that, or do we think of different <laughs> words for fulfilling?
0: No, I, I can see what you mean there. Like it it does seem like counter, yeah doesn't doesn't fit. Um, I guess when I think of fulfilling, I think of jobs that you can do that you can look back on, um, and be like, yeah, I did some cool thing there, or, you know, I I accomplished something, uh, or I made you know did something that you know normally would make me make me happy about it like in some small sense um but i guess like the the part that's not fulfilling is the i don't know it seems like when i have a project to work on or whatever like a side project that that uh, kind of brings it all together and makes it all work a little better i don't know maybe i'm rambling Go. here too
1: no no i mean I would assume with your consulting work, because it's, you're, you're given directions on these things. And I would suspect not all of it's challenging. Like some of it might be very CRUD app oriented stuff. That's just like making the donuts, right? It's just Mm -hmm. executing and whatnot. And Sometimes it could be something exciting and new. Like you're probably eyes light up if someone's like, oh, I get to play with this new tool. Cool. I get to yeah. learn something new. It's it's something in an area of interest that I have, or I didn't even know that it's brand new. And that's enough to not be boring, right? Not something you've done,
0: you know, 50 times. So yeah, that That is so true. Because like, I feel like the consulting work has really become that. Like it has really become a, a bunch of crud um, type operations, and you're just doing the same old problem over and over again. Of you know, maybe you get into adding some numbers together, or you know, inter integrating with some new integration partner. But in the end, it's all kind of the same sort of thing. It's like let's pipe the data from here to there, make sure that there's no you know transactions that will break things, and you know that sort of thing.
1: Okay. So yeah. So uh, yeah, it just it just sounds to me that like it's probably true that not all your consulting work like is exciting there might be times you're getting that fulfillment that overall fulfillment creative fulfillment interest and in all these other things the end result of a of a positive emotion <laughs> or maybe mm-hmm. or maybe we'll say it, a not crappy emotion <laughs> so, <laughs> um but what's interesting is you know you brought up also like having challenging problems and you know, something like debugging code could also be challenging, but not fulfilling either (laughs) exciting or like, you're just, it could be nerve wracking, right. In terms Mm -hmm. of, uh, of things. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that one. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I, I think though it has to, like, it has to be like a difficult problem. I think that's where it gets interesting. Like if I had to debug someone else's code, that would be kind of interesting. Um, provided, you know, it wasn't the same thing over and over again. Um, well, it's more like
1: it, a mystery, right? It's yeah, sort of like you get to learn and discover on the way, not I wrote this in my brain. It worked this way and now something's not there. So now I'm just annoyed. and twofold. <laughs> like the model in my head does not match the thing or it's something outside my model that i haven't come across before and that's annoying because i basically thought i had this on lockdown
0: yeah yeah totally it's like you have the things that are like the same thing over and over again and i i kind of feel like when i'm like moving data from one place to another it feels like you're like pulling cables like you know the uh the uh, hydroline workers they have like those big spools and they're like pulling these cables you know across the the road or whatever. And it feels like you're doing that. You're just like, do, 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 do. I'm pulling this data from the database to the data layer to the front end.
1: <laughs> do displaying you make that it. sound in your head too, this do, <laughs> do, do, while you're doing do. that work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I'm a strange duck. It's
1: all good. That's all right. That's all right. We all are. Uh, so this also relates to another comment you made, which is you know, as we've been kind of circling back and as you're searching for ideas and things like this, uh, you did mention the other day how, you know, you're having challenges with the difficulty of work feeling like that should be a moat, right? So that So solving mm-hmm. challenging problems that aren't just pulling data cords across <laughs> yeah. uh, across land and doing different things like that, like solving hard problems like that's interesting to you and you've your gut tells you that or your brain is telling you that this is a good problem to solve this has value mm-hmm. all these things so yeah, yeah elaborate a little bit on that yeah
0: that's exactly it too like and that's where i wonder like we we discussed earlier in our requirements phase we have talked about like well we don't want something that's not too complicated like it's got to be something that's that's easily constructible um and my brain seems like my gut seems to go counter to that. Like I know that to be true. It would be a good idea to have something that is, you know, maybe counter positioned or takes advantage of some different positioning to, um, be in the market and it should be easily constructible so that, you know, you can test it and whatnot. Um, but my gut says, no, no, make something that's complicated. That is difficult for someone to reproduce. Um, and that will be your strength. And, I just keep kind of getting pulled into these um, these ideas that I find interesting, where they are very complicated, and I, I don't know what's what's there, like, um, or even like how to you know kind of talk myself through that. Like it, it's just I don't know. It keeps coming up.
1: I mean, I don't think inherently it's a bad thing, aside from the fact that as long as you don't need, you know tons of r&d and research to essentially solve these problems i think there Mm -hmm. is inherent value in solving difficult problems but they also have to be valuable problems right like to to someone Mm -hmm. else right like uh yeah just like you could try to solve like hey how do i control a mechanical arm that is going to do some, some weird thing and snap its fingers and be like, yeah, that's really hard to do and challenging because it's like I need to be able to control all these things in real time and have this mechanical arm do all this stuff and, and snap its finger. But it's like, okay, well, what's the actual value of remote snapping an arm's mm-hmm. finger, but then positioned against like, oh, that same ability you're solving that same problem could mean remote surgeries if it had that precise in that real time now that all of a sudden becomes a potentially very valuable problem to solve but yeah uh, it's, a, it's kind of all in that eye of the beholder so to speak right yeah
0: but i guess where it gets interesting though is if you if it's kind of if you do something that's in a proven market um that is kind of the next thing that the industry is pushing towards then it seems like a reasonable idea to be able to tackle a hard problem, but I guess the thing that maybe I don't think about as much, like, what if, you know, it's it's kind of like a versus game, right? Like whoever gets there first, um, in a lot of ways, for using technology as a as a moat. Um, so if it's me versus like a team of ten or something like that, I don't think I really think of it that way, like that there are other people working on these problems or like how fast could some other team catch up to this? I, I don't know. Like how much of a moat really is that? Or, you know, is it all in the counter positioning and the economies of scale and that side of, side of things?
1: I mean, I guess for me is I don't really think about moats until there's something to defend. So, mm-hmm. you know, so going back to the whole idea is like, is there value there? and part of your part of you even solving this and knowing like there's value there means other people are going to be potentially attracted there. And now I do need to build a moat, right. Right. Or so I guess I don't think of, I try to think of technology as a, you know, obviously it's a way to solve the problem, but trying to look at it from that, what is Mm. that core problem first? It's, you can go and say that's an interesting problem to solve, but if it's not worth it to anyone, if no one's ultimately willing to pay for it, either saving themselves time and maybe depending on the 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 person doing that job, like I said, it could be mm-hmm. a remote doctor specialist doing surgeries for a mechanical arm. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, could be could be really valuable if you think of like insurance costs, travel costs, all those other types of things. Totally random example, but
0: that is that is interesting though to think about Moats kind of second, Um, because I think like there does seem to be like maybe to add to my list of requirements or um, commonalities is there does seem to have to be some level of complexity in solving the problem that makes it interesting, Um, at least that I can see at this point in time, Um, right. And I think that might be something to kind of keep an eye on and like, um, yeah, I don't know, at what point do you start looking at the, right, we've done done the kind of information gathering side of things. Uh, we've talked about that. Um, and, you know, kind of, if there are ideas that or things that jump out as kind of interesting, you know, where do we kind of go to next? Or are we even ready to start talking about that yet? I don't know.
1: Well, what was on our list of requirements? So if we go back to those requirements, is this some, are we changing your requirements? Which I think is a legitimate thing to do. So if it's, I want a technically challenging problem mm-hmm. to solve as part of your requirements, like if that's really an input, we should, we should put that there. Cause if you look at all the other things that you put on that list, uh, I don't re- remember them all offhand. We should be mm-hmm. able to rattle them off, but do you recall, <laughs> re- do you recall some of them? Yeah, I do have
0: them on the list somewhere here, but I think it was something along the lines of like that there is customer interaction, um, that it's a testable thing, um, that ultimately to you don't have to invest right. too, to too much time in it before knowing whether it's, it's a good idea or not. Um, I like think we said it had to be able to solve a problem that was worth more than, uh, $500 a month to someone. Right. Um, I think that was a couple of them. There's probably two or three more.
1: So interesting that we said a quickly testable one, yet yeah. you're also, this is part of like, you know, we're imperfect people. We're imperfect yeah. humans that are driven by emotion and and things that check our own brain chemistry, right? So those things are, I wouldn't say counterposition, but a little at odds, right? Like mm-hmm. something that you could prove easily, and maybe that's just the business problem or the business use case, but- yeah. Maybe they're not, but I mean, if we wanted to add this to the list and say a, something kind of more technically challenging, um, mm-hmm. that's fine. I mean, there's a lot of businesses that are built around having that as a moat. Uh, mm-hmm. the moat is sort of the outcome, <laughs> one yeah. of the, one of the benefits of that strategy, but yeah. it also makes it potentially more restrictive in trying to find the idea.
0: Yeah. And I guess that's where like it, um, I wonder if maybe we we adjust the how how quickly testable it is. Like, what does quickly mean, right? Like, is it is it a six months? Is it a year? Is it you know what is it? And I think that maybe um, when we had initially talked, I had been thinking of product sonar and the amount of time I spent on that, um, and you know, not wanting to repeat that mistake. But now I think I'm starting to realize the the reasons that I went down the product sonar path as well were that it was a technically Difficult problem.
1: You liked it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> did not result in a business that you intended to happen, but yeah. you enjoyed yourself, right? Like, what could we say? What would your wife say about your, uh, your demeanor during the course of, uh, if you ask her from X month to X month, how would you yeah. rate my, my, uh, my little emoji happiness cycle? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there's definitely like an energy there, right? Like, um, that really that really energized me, and that was really kind of kind of neat. So I guess the maybe if we adjust the requirements, we might say that it's something that we can test within, let's say, six months or something like that. Um, and include the you and, know, it's and you're willing to throw
1: six months away, which is fine. I mean,
0: yeah, I think so. Like, um, <laughs> okay. it's hard to it's hard to uh, you know if you knew at the end of six months that it would not be a success you wouldn't start, but nobody ever knows when they start, right? I think Yeah,
1: it's interesting. It's interesting to put these constraints and almost like what are the requirements? I almost feel like your people should have even a stack rank for the requirements because they're gonna have things that are gonna Mm -hmm. trump other ones, right? So like maybe what we should do is revisit that again, and just like, where would you rank those things? Because that's also going to drive how you should be approaching it, right? Like if, if this data thing is more important, I mean, mm-hmm. or this, sorry, hard problem, technical problem is a more important thing to you versus getting it tested and validated quickly, right? Like, mm-hmm. then that's going to, you might be able to find both, but they're not necessarily, yeah. like I said, necessarily at odds. But if which one is more important, Will will sort of help drive you in a in a different mm-hmm. direction.
0: Yeah, I think probably like those things can go somewhat together. Like, um, in terms of like, just because it's a complex problem, doesn't mean that you can't have a partial partial solution. You know, after two months and start getting feedback already. Then, um, some of those kinds of things, or even you know, showing little um, little videos of like what what um, customers might expect. Uh, and to see how people react to that, you know, earlier, um, could be useful. I don't know.
1: Right. What's interesting tidbit is I remember how, I think you're, you're looking at some ideas in the like quality assurance and testing area. And Mm -hmm. one of the companies you, that I know of what's, there's one that's pretty expensive. Um, they're all pretty expensive. (laughs) I know it was a Y Combinator company. Um, okay um there's a couple of them that just got funding not very long ago Uh it's one that's a few years old i i don't remember the name offhand but like test sure.
0: rigor or Testim perfect advance
1: yeah. Yeah, it's one that's more as a service right like uh
0: yeah they kind of all are <laughs>
1: uh, okay 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 so we'll i'll find it I, I i know i've heard you mention the name before but Okay. Was interesting. It was. There's a story about them that, and they're they're probably like ten plus years old. Okay. They were in Y Combinator, and when they were going through it, I think they had they came into Y Combinator with a different idea, and what they did is when they left, they essentially, uh, they they had to find a new idea because their initial one didn't float. Hmm. And I recall hearing the story that they wanted to. They basically set a minimum of, it has to be a $10,000 a month problem. So similar okay. to our $500 a month problem, yeah. it was a $10,000 a month problem. I think that was like sort of in their requirements of some sort, mm-hmm. but that's what related to them building this like testing service. Okay. Uh, Cause they basically ran around uh, other Y Combinator companies and said, hey, would you pay $10,000 to solve this problem? Hey, would you pay $10,000 to solve this problem? Yeah. And this is the one that stuck. So sort of interesting <laughs> kind of yeah. as we were talking about it. And I know you've been like looking in the test area because essentially the pitch is it, how many testers can it replace? How many full-time QA people can it replace? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so the metric and if you look at the real business value, it was like saving heads, saving, saving uh, spend on, on people mm-hmm. and uh, how could they do that? And, you talked about proving it out, but that was a problem they were able to quickly prove out. And I think they initially probably did it with people and they probably still have a lot of people element to it where it's not fully automated, but it mm-hmm. started out with, you don't care how I'm solving it, but if you're willing to pay $10,000, I'll make it my job to create margin there yeah, <laughs> and create that as an opportunity, whether it's, Fully automated, semi automated. I mean, same thing with like Uber and Lyft and all these things that are trying to do autonomous cars. But in, right now, they've been just building a brand and maybe their margins aren't there now. Not something we could do mm-hmm, <laughs> as totally. non funded uh, founders. But yeah, it's an interesting concept.
0: Yeah, totally. And that's interesting too. Like just, you know, having that uh, floor of like, it has to be worth more than this before I'll tackle that problem. Because I think when you get down into the the lower end, you really get into the weeds with like almost like uh, B2C type um, plays. And that's that seems to be very different, uh, a very different game than the whole B2B world.
1: Right. I, I wonder how many, it'd be interesting to see how many people can come up with these requirements and also stack rank them to help them find ideas, right? Find them, or at least, again, mm-hmm. we were using it as a, a filter to go back and, you know, uh, sort these through. Cause I'm sure there's other people that would have it more than $500 would prioritize, uh, that at a higher price point. Um, mm. people that aren't necessarily interested in solving technically challenging problems. Right. Yeah. Uh, they could, they could also be like, I really like marketing or marketers. So I want it to be in that space. Like you don't have a, you know, you can have preferences and sometimes you mm. might have an audience, you might have distribution channels, or you might have other, other assets in there you do want to use. So that might factor into your requirements and how you would stack rank them. For sure.
0: Yeah. And I think everyone's kind of unique on that, right? You bring your, your experience and um, some of your, the things you like and don't like into that. And I think what's just been really interesting to me in all this is just how your emotions get into it too. It's not just like you, uh, you know, you can just come up with a list that is um, mentally like a like a I don't know a computed list or something like that yes. of things that are are perfect for you. It's uh, there is some emotion that goes into it too.
1: Yeah, we're developers, but we're not robots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> some might like to disagree with that, but I think you're right.
1: <laughs> no, but, but and that's where I kind of come back with the whole like if you can the more informed you are about what you enjoy and what you don't. Cause maybe again, when you started your other SAS products, like you knew a lot less about this stuff about yourself, right. About what would be a potential Mm -hmm. fit and what are the stuff that you do enjoy. Um, And uh, I wonder if there's ways to speed that through uh, without necessarily going through all that. But at the same time, what's interesting about you is you never really have, too much regret in terms of spending the technical time on these things like there are definitely (laughs) other people out there that that would do these and they would get burned and they get they 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 feel really down in the dumps and bad that they have wasted time right or that they've wasted their energy going through something like that so uh, yeah i I think think you're you're fairly unique there
0: (laughs) maybe i'm just a, a sucker for punishment or something but I just find it—you always learn things through these things, right? And you meet new people, and uh, you come up against new problems. And I think that's that's a reward in itself, right? It's uh, you know, your your life isn't isn't wasted just because this particular thing didn't work out. Um, No,
1: I 100% agree. I'm I'm the same way. So it's not. I think we're too. I think it's one of those things. We're probably weirder than others, (laughs) uh, potentially, unlike kind of shrugging and off be like well i learned something hey i met some people i got to play with that technology and like i i now know a bit better for it right like yeah um but there's definitely people that get frustrated right i'm like this is my fourth one it should be happening by now and it's
0: like "Mm -hmm. yeah i
1: know
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i think that's that's important too like the the exercise of doing all this is it's it's a fun thing to do right like this is um, something that's a challenge and a, a way to use the the skills that we have. Um, I don't think that it's like a, you know, I have to have this or else um, like, you know, if it never happens, it's like, Oh, well, I guess that's what the way it is. Right. Um, there's, there's more things in life too.
1: Cool. Um, yeah. I guess just wrapping up, maybe I think what wouldn't be a bad idea is again, taking a look at those requirements again, that you mm-hmm. made it's actually uh i know you said you had them written out but let's try to stack rank them rethink a bit maybe other things you want to add like add this technical thing where does that sit in this pecking order of you know going through and being like well if i had this but not this is that okay or what is really which one um is ahead of different ones in a in a nice rank Could be i think interesting to talk about and also then with that set we could even say, you know, what other, what areas does that help narrow our search, right? We've had this inspiration element that we've had you listening to different things, but now it's like, what were you interested in some of the things that came in? What were the things you wanted to dig in deeper when you got certain information or articles uh, into your, into your head and feeds? And also how does that, how does that look now? And maybe we'll just be able to have a more refined criteria of where you should be you know mm-hmm. hunting versus just fishing
0: <laughs> yeah totally uh, i think that sounds great um this has been uh, been a good discussion cool all right well then thanks, i'll Josh. talk to you later yep See ya. bye thanks for joining us today if you enjoyed our podcast please share with a friend we're new to this podcasting thing and we'd love to hear what you have to say Tweet us at searching for SAS on Twitter. That's searching the number four SAS or send an email to searching for SaaS at gmail.com. See you next week.